Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. So a few flakes of snow will have a high temperature just shy of 50 degrees. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. In Springfield 41, Farragut Square 39, Laurel 40, and a few places getting down to freezing or below. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good evening. I'm Dimitri Sopes. Coming up tonight. What charging documents say about how a woman ran down and stabbed random people in Prince George's County? I'm Scott Gelman. After it's clear there's tension at the top in Montgomery County schools, will the county council step in? I'm Kate Ryan. D.C.'s mayor defends the health of downtown. People are coming downtown. I'm Mike Marilla. After four-plus decades on the police force, a local chief moving on to a new job. Two wins in a row for the Wizards getting past the San Antonio Spurs tonight. And Asia-Pacific markets are mixed. 12 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Stacy Lynn. Three American service members were killed and over 40 injured in a drone attack on a U.S. military base in Jordan. WJAX-TV's Nick Gibson spoke with the mother of one of the soldiers. A mother's worst nightmare. When I got here, there were two uniformed officers here, and I immediately knew. 24-year-old Kennedy Sanders' mother, Oneida Oliver Sanders, said... She's very athletic, very outgoing. People call her goofy. <laughs> She's always laughing, playing, smiling. President Biden promised retaliation. As for Oliver Sanders, she wants her daughter's legacy to live on. Well, I just want people to remember Kennedy and smile the way that she always smiles. Officials tell CBS News it appears it was an Iranian drone used in the attack, but Iran has denied involvement. Five people have been arrested for some gruesome murders in the Mojave Desert last week. Six were found dead. San Bernardino County Sheriff Michael Warwick on the possible motive. There are certain things at the scene that show a a level of violence that obviously raises some interesting questions for us. But at this point in the investigation, we can't comment on if we believe this is cartel related or not. A cyber attack in Fulton County, Georgia. Veronica Waters is with CBS News Atlanta. A hack attack over the weekend is crippling platforms across the Fulton County government. Three notable examples include our phone system, our court system, and our tax system. County Commission Chairman Rob Pitts says law enforcement is on the case. The outage is limiting services from marriage and firearms licenses to library computers. Ken's TV reporter Simone Simpson tells us there's a blood shortage across the country. Nationally, minority donors have dwindled. According to U.S. blood donation statistics and more groups, there has been a 35.4% decrease in minority donors in 2021 compared to 2019. Some bills targeting members of the LGBTQ community are moving through legislatures across the country. Devrat Ashanti is with the ACLU of Oklahoma. So that includes legislation that bans gender-affirming care. Um, that includes legislation that would include a right to discriminate for health care providers or health care insurance providers. If you try to search for Taylor Swift on X, nothing will come up right now. The social media site has temporarily blocked some searches for the pop star after pornographic deep fake images started circulating. The pics appear to have been created using an artificial intelligence image generator. Swifties, though, quickly launched a counteroffensive with the hashtag protect Taylor Swift flooding the site. This is CBS News. 
Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Protect your home and auto. Save when you bundle. Get a quote at Progressive.com. That's Progressive.com. WTOP at 1203. The Tuesday morning, January 30th, 2024. Partly cloudy, chilly overnight, mild. Veronica says the low should be 28 to 34 by daybreak. We're at 41 in our nation's capital right now. A good Tuesday morning. I'm Dean Lane. Welcome in. We thank you for taking us along for your midnight hour ride. We begin the ride this morning on Tuesday with the Baltimore woman accused of stabbing a teen and hitting random pedestrians with her car. You may remember last week in Prince George's County. She is now this Tuesday morning being held without bond. Prince George's County State's Attorney Aisha Braveboy says they still don't know why the woman accused of going on a violent spree Thursday night may have done it. I think it was a shock to all of us that uh, an individual would cause so much havoc in our community. 31-year-old Tanae Stallings-Brown is being held without bond. We did argue that for the safety of our community and really communities across Maryland that this individual needed to be held. She's being charged with several counts of attempted murder. Charging documents describe the moment she got into a taxi near a Lanham gas station and allegedly stabbed the driver with a knife. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. An update we turn to now Tuesday morning on that huge pileup on the Bay Bridge over the weekend Saturday. It backed up traffic for hours. Maryland Transportation Authority, the MTA police, say this morning they are looking now for a blue Honda Civic that could be connected, they think, to the chain reaction crash on the westbound span of the bridge. More than 20 vehicles in all were said to be involved. Investigators say the Honda was apparently speeding that day, driving erratically that morning, which may have contributed, they think, to the crash. They are now asking for help this morning to find that Honda Civic that was on the westbound span then between 7.30 and 7.45 Saturday morning. Police are reconstructing the crash scene, we're told, and say the investigation could take months. If you know anything, you're asked to call police as soon as possible. WTOP at 12.05. In recent days, we've seen turmoil and tension locally at the top of Montgomery County's public school system. School superintendent says she's staying on despite being asked to leave by apparently a number of school board members. The school board insists this morning it's a personnel matter. And an inspector general's report on the issue shows chaotic management of a system that's supposed to tackle accusations of misconduct. With a situation where Montgomery County School Superintendent Monifa McKnight says she's been asked to step down, but says she's been given no justification by the Board of Ed, should McKnight be removed? Montgomery County Council President Andrew Friedson. That's a personnel matter between the Board of Education and the superintendent. I will say that the issue needs to be resolved and it needs to be resolved as quickly as possible because the school system needs stability. McKnight and the school board have been criticized over the handling of allegations of sexual harassment and bullying by a principal who is no longer with the school system. In a little over a week, two council committees will hold a hearing on an inspector general's report on the issue. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. WTOP at 1206 Tuesday morning. New legislation on the table this morning would allow some people to skip jury duty altogether in the district. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton on this introducing a bill to allow individuals who are 70 and older to opt out of jury duty in the D.C. Superior Court system. Now, the Democrat says that most federal courts right now allow seniors to opt out of jury duty, and the majority of states have similar provisions in their courts. Stay tuned. Defending the health of downtown D.C. this morning, Mayor Muriel Bowser sharing her thoughts this week about the economy of the downtown area. Now that the owner of the Caps and Wiz 
is in the process, as you well know, of getting local and state approval to relocate his teams to Alexandria. Speaking at the National Children's Museum in downtown, Mayor Muriel Bowser says seeing crowds this weekend herself and rising Metro ridership numbers show. People are coming downtown. And so I want to be sure that you're clear about that. But the city is seeing some big exits, among them the Capitals, Wizards, and even mortgage giant Fannie Mae. And Caps and Wizards owner Ted Leonsis mentioned significant challenges facing downtown businesses when defending a move to Alexandria. The mayor didn't comment on that, but says. We recognize that we want more people, more workers, more visitors, more restaurant goers in our downtown. This includes offering new grants to get businesses into empty buildings and to lure more family-friendly businesses downtown. In the district, Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Locally, word this morning that Alexandria City Police, the police chief there, Don Hayes, will be apparently stepping down from his position. He'll leave the job February 9th. He's been tapped for a new assignment, apparently at the federal level, but we don't have any details here at WTOP this morning about that new role as of yet. Hayes has spent nearly 44 years with the Alexandria Police Department, including the last two and a half years leading Alexandria's police force. He says it's been an honor to dedicate his life to serve the community. Assistant Chief Raul Pedroso, that is, will serve as interim chief, we're told, after Chief Hayes' departure. Good morning. Welcome into WTLP Tuesday morning, January 30th. Thanks for starting your midnight hour with us. After midnight. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. At 12.08. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Sons. Time to get weather on the 8s and when it breaks 24-7, guaranteed. Good morning, early morning to Butch Seltzer with us in the WTLP Traffic Center this morning. Uh- and good morning to you, Dean. Welcome aboard. In Maryland, outer loop between Connecticut Avenue and 272 right lanes get by Route 50. Uh, eastbound on the Chesapeake Bay Bridge, eastbound span closed. Two-way traffic on the westbound span by the work zone. 95 and the Baltimore-Washington Parkway are moving without any issues. In the district, we have an accident on Minnesota Avenue between Pennsylvania Avenue, southeast and Randall Circle. Now, because of that accident, we're closed between Anacostia Street and and G Street Southeast. Right lane closed on New York Avenue inbound of Florida Avenue Northeast. That due to a long-term construction. 295, 95, and the Beltway moving along fine without any delays. In Virginia, 66 eastbound before the Rosslyn Tunnel. Left lane gets by through the work zone. Uh, 95 northbound after Dale City. The left lane is blocked by the work zone there. No problems on 66 and 395. Go electric the Fitzway. Looking for an electric car? Try the the new Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ionic, or the Toyota BZ4X. State and federal incentives available. Go electric at fitsmall.com. I'm Butch Seltzer, W. T.O.P. traffic. Light winds this morning under partly cloudy skies. Our temperatures are starting out between 27 and 35 degrees. Later today, uh, afternoon temperature around 45, making it the coolest day of the week. Our winds later will be out of the southeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tracking the next weather maker, more clouds for Tuesday night. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Ronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. 41 degrees at our nation's capital. Midnight hour Tuesday morning, January 30th. Brought to you on WTOP this early hour by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions do apply. Check them out. Go to longfence.com. WTLP Tuesday morning at 1210. Where we bring you money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Here's Jeff. Social media site Reddit is going public, an IPO that could value the company at $5 billion. SoFi turned its first profit last quarter. The online lender and bank 
ended the year with 7.5 million members, 44% more than a year ago. The Washington Business Journal says New York restaurant chain Dig with Build Your Own Bowls is opening in Ashburn and Bethesda. Dig already has a spot in Georgetown. The Dow and the S&P 500 index rallied to records in Monday's session. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. Overseas Asian stocks mixed this first midnight hour check Tuesday morning. The Nikkei is up this morning by 119 points. The Gospi is up by less than a point. The Hang Seng down, though, 313. The Shanghai off 18. Good morning. Glad you're with us. 1211 on WTOP. Welcome in. The possibility of lung cancer can be pretty scary, especially if you're one of approximately 8 million current or former smokers at high risk. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know that now there's a breakthrough low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early, and it only takes 60 seconds. You stop smoking. Now start screening. For an easy quiz to see if you're eligible, visit SaveByTheScan.org. It could save your life. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. WTOP and 7 News First Alert Weather. Up to the minute forecasts you can count on. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans. Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. The WTOP Charity of the Month is Central Union Mission. Men, women, and children experiencing homelessness and poverty have begun the new year hungry, lonely and hopeless but homelessness can end one person at a time when you partner with central union mission with three dollars and 21 cents you can provide a meal care and an introduction to central union missions life-changing programs a gift of fifty dollars will feed and care for 15 people how much hope can you provide visit wtop.com and search charities Good Tuesday morning, January 30th. Thanks for starting your midnight hour with us. If you're just joining us, welcome in. It'll be partly cloudy, chilly, and mild this overnight early night, early morning. Veronica says by daybreak we should be uh, rising to a temperature somewhere between 28 and 34, depending upon where you are in the region. We're at 41 in our nation's capital right now. I'm Dean Lane. Welcome in. Glad you're starting your day with us at 1213 on WTOP. This is WTOP News. The president's intent was to stay in power at all costs. This election was stolen. I flat out said, I swore an oath. I'm not going to break it. I'm not putting on no stinking circus. They put their faith in Donald Trump and he deceived them. I don't think by any large stretch can you characterize it as bipartisan. That's just a sample this Tuesday morning of a brand new frontline documentary on PBS tonight, Tuesday night. It's titled Democracy on Trial. And it serves, apparently, as a thorough review, we're told, about how former President Donald J. Trump will be heading to an election interference trial here in D.C. on March 4th or sometime later. The new documentary is written, produced, and directed by Michael Kirk, who this morning joins WTOP's Dimitri Sotis with a preview for us. Many people told us that the upcoming trial in D.C. will be, without any irony, known as the trial of the century for the first time in American history, an American president is being charged with crimes in office and in the middle of a presidential election. So I would say that that qualifies as a critical moment for democracy and a classic moment for a frontline documentary. Well, we are reminded in part in this documentary of the 
brutality of January 6th, the effectiveness of the House Select Committee on January 6th and those hearings, a rating success, and of course closely followed by millions of people. But in the film, you also remind us there's a whole universe of other folks. They ignored the January 6th hearings. They, in fact, were told to do so by the former president. They met the qualifications of being uh, what one person in the film tells us is the, what is the MAGA voting bloc? The MAGA voting bloc adheres directly and absolutely to what uh, the former president tells them. And if he tells them to ignore what happened on January 6th, then that's part of the definition of how you get to be a member in MAGA America, according to many people we talked to in the film. The fact is, we talked to primarily in the film Republicans, conservative Republicans who support Donald Trump and wanted him to be president of the United States in 2020. But in the process of examining the steal, as uh, the former president called it, these people were victims of uh, of what they consider to be the fraud being perpetrated by Rudy Giuliani and uh, the former president. So it's fascinating that it is the actual Republicans, the supporters of Trump, who are the people who come forward, both at the January 6th committee hearings and in our film, talking to us about what happened to them, how they feel about it, and joining in in the pursuit of truth. One point is made in the documentary that got me thinking, perhaps the most damaging speech that Donald Trump made was not the one on the afternoon of January 6th ahead of the riot, but rather the one delivered about 2.30 a.m. after election night 2020. That's the one in which he says, frankly, we did win this election. What is the thinking behind that argument? That probably is, as someone in the film says, I think it's Jonathan Carl from ABC News who says it. I agree with that. It was a stunning moment when you, we saw it. It was a stunning moment when you think hard about it. This is a president of the United States who's testing the democracy and bringing all of the force of the office, because he's still in office, all of the force of the office to bear on the situation. It was a clarion call to his supporters and his troops, whether there was any evidence for it. He did not know. Uh, as we reveal in the film, many, many members of his staff and including the closest members of his family were arguing that he not say what he said, which was that the election had been rigged. That's Michael Kirk, the producer, director and writer of the brand new PBS frontline documentary, Democracy on Trial. It's on TV 26 and other PBS stations starting at nine tonight, Tuesday night. Talking there with our Dimitri Soto. Quick look at some of the top stories early Tuesday morning we're following for you. On WTLP, the Pentagon releasing the names of three soldiers killed in a drone attack in Jordan. And talks resume on potential ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas war. We'll have more in just minutes. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTLP.com. There's a story you need to know about. You'll hear it on WTOP. A new study has ranked the safest cars for your teen driver. Breaking developments from Capitol Hill this morning. Several big problems on the Beltway. Looks like rain will be moving in later today. Good news on gas prices may be just down the road. When you want to know, you know you'll hear it on WTOP News. I heard it on WTOP. 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 WTOP News. Facts matter. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Hey, son, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just, I can't explain it. When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. 
Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at SoundItOutTogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. Good Tuesday morning, January 30th. Welcome in this midnight hour. Time now, 1218 to be exact. Over to Butch Seltzer with us this early hour in the WTLP Traffic Center this morning. Thank you, Dean. Good morning, everybody. In the district, we have an accident on Minnesota Avenue between Pennsylvania Avenue Southeast and Randall Circle. Now, because of that accident, we're closed between Anacostia Road and G Street Southeast. 295-95 in the Beltway are moving along fine without any delays in Maryland. Outer loop between Connecticut Avenue and 270, two right lanes get by for construction. On the inner loop near Pennsylvania Avenue, the right lane is blocked by the work zone. Route 50 eastbound on the Bay Bridge, east Eastbound span is closed. Two-way traffic on the westbound span by the work zone. 70 eastbound before Route 15. The right lane gets by the work zone there. 95 and the Baltimore-Washington Parkway are moving along without any issues. Uh, in Virginia, 66 eastbound before the Rosslyn Tunnel. The left lane gets by through the work zone. I-95 northbound after Dale City. The left lane is blocked there by the work zone. No problems on 66 and 395. I'm Butch Seltzer, W. T.O.P. traffic. Your Tuesday here is going to be the coolest day out of the week. Morning temperatures will be between 27 and 35 degrees. Your afternoon temperature just 45 degrees. But that's really average for this time of the year. We'll have temperatures the rest of the week pretty much overperforming. Today, some scattered clouds. Tomorrow, your Wednesday will feature a little wintry mix. Very spotty rain showers mixed in with a few snowflakes melting on its journey down. Afternoon temperature Wednesday at 48 degrees. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Veronica reporting this Tuesday morning from the PG Fitzpatrick Home Improvement Weather Desk. Temps around the region this morning, chilly. 39 degrees, DuPont Circles, 35 Germantown, 38 Annandale, midnight hour. Tuesday morning, January 30th, we're at 41 and holding in our nation's capital. Coming right up this half hour on WTOP. Steps you could take to shorten your morning commute. I'm Neil Augenstein. WTOP News Time, 1221. Hey, so what's a great way to spread awareness that driving high is illegal everywhere? A catchy song, of course. You can run or you can't drive. reminder, don't drive high. If you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. You check your phone, what, 50 times a day? Because there's always something new. It's the same with breaking news. Stay up to date. Check back with us two, three, four times a day. WTOP News. Facts matter. It is your morning, January 30th. Welcome in. Glad you're with us here at WTOP. Time now once again, 1221 on WTOP. This is WTOP News. The trial of the mother of that Michigan high school shooter continues this week. Jennifer Crumbley on trial for involuntary manslaughter for failing to intervene and helping to buy the gun her son used to kill four students in a 2021 shooting rampage at Oxford High School in Michigan. Among those testifying, 27-year-old Kira Pennock, a horse farm owner that Jennifer Crumbley often visited, describing a text exchange between the two the day of the shooting. Just had to go to my son's school and meet his counselor today. Jennifer Crumbley is accused of refusing to remove her son from school despite him being found making ominous drawings in class. Ethan has already pleaded guilty to terrorism and murder charges and was sentenced to life in prison. Derek Dennis, ABC News. 
If you have a Toyota or GM vehicle, listen up this morning. A heads up from WTOP Tuesday. The company is apparently warning tens of thousands of owners to stop driving certain models over airbag. About 61,000 owners of certain Toyota and General Motors vehicles should stop driving them. It's due to their Takata airbag inflators that can explode, unleashing metal shrapnel inside cars and trucks. The models are Corolla, Matrix, RAV4, and Pontiac Vibes, made between 2003 and 2005. They're urging people to contact a dealer, which will either do mobile repair or tow the car to a dealership. More than two dozen people have been killed in the U.S. by Takata inflators since 2009. CBS News correspondent Matt Piper on WTLP Tuesday morning. And maybe you've noticed your commute getting close to what it was like before the COVID pandemic. Now, some advice for you this morning on the best and worst times to head out the door. Most in our area leave the house between 8 and 8.30 each morning, according to the U.S. Census Bureau data. Leaving a half hour later can save 20 hours a year of commuting time, says Yardy Cube, a co-working space management platform. It, it really depends on what time they have to get to work. WTLP morning traffic reporter Rita Kessler. They can't leave at 9 o'clock if they have to be at work at 9 o'clock. As for whether listeners typically build in wiggle room in planning their commutes? Most people leave enough time for their typical commute, so that's when something can throw it completely out of whack. Neil Loggenstein, WTLP News. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTLP.com. Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> and now a speech. I just want to say that friendship is about heart. Heart and brain. Who's with me? Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. And my brain is saying, when it's time to go home, somebody call me a ride. Love that guy. Me too. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. <laughs> Hey, everybody, this is Bill Maher, and you're on with Dean Lane. And let me tell you, he's one of the good guys, and I ought to know. Are you a family with child medical expenses and looking for relief? United Healthcare Children's Foundation is here to help. They offer medical grants that financially help families cover costs that are not covered or not fully covered by their commercial health insurance. So far, the United Healthcare Children's Foundation has awarded more than 34,000 grants worth more than $70 million. You don't need to be insured through United Healthcare to qualify. Visit grants. Grantsforkids.org. That's grantsforkids.org and apply for a grant today. The Tuesday morning, January 30th. Glad you're with us at 1225 on WTOP. Sports at 25 and 55. Our first midnight hit with Rob this morning at 1225. At long last, the Wizards have a win streak. They erased a 14-point deficit to beat the Spurs 118-113 and win back-to-back games for the first time since last March and won consecutive games in San Antonio for the first time in a quarter century. Interim coach Brian Keefe, who started his career as a video assistant for the Spurs, said the key to the 20-6 to run to end the game. Our physicality, our intensity level really ratcheted up in the fourth. And then I think you saw down the stretch, we trusted the pass. Tyus and Kyle were playing you know, a little two-man game. We hit the open man, and we just made the simple play, and the trust factor was great. So I love that down the stretch. We were sharing the ball. On the college hardwood, the Howard women lost at Coppin State, but the men won there in Baltimore handily. The commanders could have a new coach by week's end. Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald had a second interview Monday, and the Burgundy and Gold will spend Tuesday with Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn and Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, 